Kids, uh, Dark Country Goth Radio is on your radio finally. I'm your host, DJD, on 9.5 WSC FM Columbia, broadcasting in HD1. Finally getting a slightly late start today, but I think we're probably going to stay a little bit late to make up for it. Maybe. We'll see what happens. On today's show, uh, we're here till 2 ish, uh, possibly beyond. Uh, Words of Wisdom coming up around 1 o'clock. On today's show, uh, brand new releases in the first set. And we'll also get into uh, one of my favorite labels, uh, Wave Records. We're going to do a whole set based around uh, Cold Wave Record uh, label out of uh, Brazil. Uh, also, to honor uh, Father's Day from yesterday, uh, Uncle Charlie in the Words of Wisdom is going to give us his thoughts on parenting. And we'll get into some horror literature talk and your request. 803-576-9872 is the number to call. That's 803-576-WSC. This is Bauhaus with Endless Summer of the Dam. Now it's officially summer. Although it has been here for a while. 132 days until Halloween, kids, and this is your dark entries, Goth Radio.
from the uh, Go Away White album uh, Endless Summer of the Dam uh, most likely the last uh, Bauhaus album that we're ever be probably I'd love to see another one I don't think it's going to happen but uh, it's been quite a while since uh, that happened I've got a problem with this chair what I'm in this chair in the studio and it keeps I, I don't know if I'm the only person that has this problem but it sinks I'm sitting in it hang on a second I sit in this thing and it starts sinking down and I and I'm just getting I'm getting lower and lower, and I keep having to move the mic down to reach. <laughs> I don't know if it's. I, I, I mean, I'm short enough as it is. I mean, I know I'm already kind of low to the ground, but like, the thing is, like, um, the uh, the mic and the, and the the table is so high that I have to like you know jack it all the way up. So my little legs are like dangling off this thing anyway. And uh, and then and then the chair starts sinking down. <laughs> I'm like I'm like losing the mic. I have to reach up and grab the mic and like pull it down to come down to because I just I'm just sinking like I'm in quicksand. Sorry, I mean, you're now tuned into DJ's uh, chair rant radio. All right, uh, Dark Entries Goth Radio is on your radio. Um, if I can get my chair under control, we'll do a show here. Uh, we're going to be here until 2-ish, tw- possibly beyond, I don't know. Uh, around 1 o'clock or so, we'll have our words of wisdom from Uncle Charlie. Coming up on the show, I got, uh, this set, we got some brand new releases, a slew of new releases from stuff in the last uh, few months, as we're kind of doing lately. And uh, then we're going to get into some horror talk. Uh, we'll talk about some horror lit type stuff and stuff I've been reading, um, some casting announcements, stuff that came out. Um, we'll talk about King Crimson because uh, I just bought my King Crimson ticket last night. Whatever else comes up in the horror talk section. And then we're going to get into a uh, set uh, based around Wave Records, which is a cold wave label out of Brazil that I'm really into right now. So uh, we're going to do a set around that. And then, we, of course, get weird in the second hour. And your request, 803-576-9872. That's 803-576-WSC for uh, goth, dark wave, post-punk, spooky tunes, and uh, chair rants. So that's on the show today. This uh, set here, like I said, is brand new stuff. This is a kind of a collection of random stuff from the last few months. No real theme to any of it all, just kind of stuff that kind of grabbed my attention. And honestly, uh, I think every one of these are artists that I've never played on the show before, so I'm just kind of brand debuting a lot of this stuff. Uh, kicking it off is Odonis Odonis with a track called Impossible they just put out. And uh, we'll do a whole set here. Come right back after this.
the first, you were too terrified to go back in the water. Just when you were starting to think it was safe, along came the second. Now, nature's most terrifying creature has returned in an all-new adventure. Jaws 3. A new dimension in terror. On the surface, all is calm. It was a shark. The bite radius about a yard across. Indicator. A shark of some 35 feet in length.
Uh, kids, uh, that's going to round out the first set of the show. Wow, we are taking along. It's like halfway into the show already, and I've already got another set to go, and then we'll do uh, Words of Wisdom, and then we'll get into the second hour, so we got a lot of show left to do. We kicked it off with uh, Odonis Odonis. This entire set was all brand new stuff. This is stuff that came out in the last um, few months and stuff that hasn't even come out yet. So Odonis Odonis, that's a uh, track Impossible is the name of the track album, uh, Spectrums, which actually doesn't come out until October 15th. Hermidjits, after that, uh, Hermidjits? Hermidjits. Hermitages, yeah. With a track called A Flaw from a, a new album that's coming out this fall sometime. A Nervous Physician, that's a track called 5878. That's the solo project of a guy called Martin uh, Martin Arguta. The video, it's starring, uh, <laughs> this is the description for postpunk.com, uh, Angelica Sunday, who is uh, Brooklyn's only dead Vegas showgirl. So uh, there's that. It's from the self-titled EP, also called The Nervous Physician. We had Madeline Darby in there with a track called Innovation from the album called Innovation, which uh, came out back on January 15th. And we just rounded up with uh, Nox Novaculana uh, with a track called Last Will and Testament, an album called Ascension, which comes out on May 28th. Or came out on May 28th, so that's what we just heard. Uh, we had a little bit of Jaws in there, too, uh, just because I felt like throwing it in because it's summer. That's a good segue <laughs> to our horror talk section, I guess, of the show. So, um, right, so a few things to talk about right now, so we'll talk about Jaws. The only Jaws news I have, really, is that I finally went back and read the novel, which I've had I've had on my um, shelf for years and years, and I've never read it before. As much as I love the movie, I'd kind of like to see that adapted, actually. Uh, if you guys have never seen it, who've never read the novel, well, nah, I don't know. Eh, certain parts of it I'd rather not see in the movie, so um, it's it's vastly different, actually. There's quite a bit in terms of characterization, um, in terms of uh, Miss Brody. Um, there's some naughtiness that goes on. There's some scandal that goes on involving Miss Brody that doesn't make its way into the movie. Yeah, just all around, it's, uh, it's it's structured a little differently, but uh, but I really dug it. I've, I've had it on my shelf for years, and I've been meaning to get around to it. So I've been doing a lot of uh, horror reading lately, as I usually do. Um, so I kicked it off with that, and then I'm going to into the uh, Jurassic Park books on uh, Jurassic Park and the Lost World by uh, Michael Crichton. I knocked out both of those. Talk about movies that I would rather see adapted as they are, man. That 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 Jurassic Park book. If it was a direct adaptation, exactly as it is, that would have been a much better movie than what, what we got. I mean, the, the movie's amazing, but that's there was some stuff in that, and also in the Lost World that that would have been really cool to actually see on screen. That I, I would love to see a proper adaptation of both those books, and instead of like um, what we got with the Lost World, which is a I'm just gonna say a bastardization of that book. I mean, it it, it barely at all resembles the book. Let's see, and now I'm reading um, the Clown in the Cornfield by uh, Daniel Cesar knew not, absolutely nothing about it other than it got Clive Barker's recommendation. Uh, he actually has a blurb on the front of the book. Uh, I can't remember the exact quote, but uh, Clive Barker himself recommends it, which is all I need to hear. So I picked it up on that alone, knowing nothing about it at all, other than it has something to do with a clown and a cornfield. Uh, I'm halfway into it. It's, it's really good. It's, it's a quick read. It's, a, it's actually almost written as like a YA novel, actually, and it's, it's only not even 400 pages. So I'm flying through it. But yeah, I, I'm really digging it. I recommend it already, even only having read half of it. What else we got? Speaking of uh, Pinhead, uh, speaking of Hellraiser, Clyde Barker type stuff, they've cast the uh, Pinhead for the uh, Hellraiser series. It's going to be on Hulu. It's going to be a female Pinhead. Uh, I don't have the name in front of me right now, but um, of course, you know, some people are up in arms about it. Um, I personally couldn't care less. There is precedent for this already. If you've read The Hellbound Heart, actually Pinhead is described as being more female than male. Gender is kind of dubious with Pinhead. And if you've read the Boom comics, 
uh, series, not to spoil anything, but spoiler warning, Kirsty Cotton actually ends up becoming the new Pinhead in, the, in that series. I actually haven't even read it. I just know that. Um, I've got all the issues. I just haven't got around to it yet. So there is precedent for being for Pinhead being female or being um, somewhere, you know, within the spectrum of gender, I guess. So this is not, um, this is nothing new, you know. So here's my take on that. I, years ago, came up with an idea for an anthology for Hellraiser that I would love to see. And I would love to see it done in the way of Freddy's Nightmares, where Pinhead just comes on and just kind of does the bumper stuff at the beginning and the end and kind of talks to you a little bit. And then every episode is a different uh, story of a different box and a different Cenobite or Cenobites. And there's really no reason to have Pinhead in every single episode. There's just, I mean, it's such a huge universe. You could have a million stories with a different, you don't even need puzzle boxes. There are different ways to actually, like, summon the Cenobites. Different story every week. And then for the, the major episodes, the major story arcs, he comes in, you know, and makes an appearance. Because you got to have him in there somehow. Just like Freddy did with Freddy's Nightmares, where he only popped up here and there. You know, get him into the pilot episode to kind of hook everybody in, but then only have him show up on special occasions, you know. Uh, and otherwise, just have him, like, him or her speaking to you directly at the beginning. And I think that that's how I would love to see it done. I doubt that's how it's going to happen, but uh, because I'm sure that the execs are like, well, no, it's Hellraiser. we got to have Pinhead in every episode or else people won't watch because, you know. We'll see what happens with that. Obviously, I'm super jazzed about it. Another thing I'm super jazzed about, because these are all my favorite things are happening. Okay, so th- this is what I'm talking about in Horror Talk t- today. All my favorite things are happening. we got a Hellraiser series in development that's happening. Michael Keaton, my favorite actor of all time, from my favorite movie of all time, which is not a movie at all, Batman 1989. It's, I consider, a documentary. It's uh, training materials for my future career. Is coming back, obviously, in The Flash uh, to reprise his role as Bruce Wayne. And a leaked picture got out online yesterday. Uh, that you can see of him actually, like, just kind of in a crowd. He's got a gray hair now, and it's, you know, older, wise, and 60-something-year-old Bruce Wayne. So, uh, aside from, like, when Halloween 2018 came out, that's the last time I was this excited about a movie. And I'm pretty jazzed about Halloween Kills, but, uh, man, I, I, I cannot believe this happened. I can't believe, I cannot believe I can say the words that Michael Keaton will be playing Batman again. I cannot believe that I can actually say those words out loud. The only downside is that it is in the Flash movie with that Flash, and I just can't stand, honestly, that version of Flash, but I'll take it. <laughs> so there's that. What else happening? Uh, as far as locally, the Free Time Just Do a Sub thing right now where you can vote for um, you know the best of certain things in town. And my recommendation is Bad Girls, the movie Bad Girls, directed by uh, Chris Bickle, uh, that I was sort of involved in, and you can, you can spot me in it uh, toward the end. A bunch of people involved in that are up for, like, you know, uh, best uh, actress and best uh, supporting actor and that sort of thing, and Chris, including Chris himself. So um, I would recommend go out and vote for all the Bad Girls things. Uh, just go to, uh, just check it out on the, uh, I guess, the Free Time the website. And check out the Indiegogo for Bad Girls and support that. Throw some money at it. Get some merch. There's some really good merch and, and stuff involved. Yeah, I'm kind of flogging it because I was involved in it, but it actually is genuinely great, actually. Chris Pickles has turned out some great stuff. It's, it's really cool that that kind of talent's here in town. King Crimson, uh, I'm actually going to be playing some King Crimson later. And also actually some Hellraiser stuff later to kind of commemorate, I guess, or uh, celebrate what I'm about to talk about. But speaking of favorite things, King Crimson is literally is one of my favorite bands of all time. And I can't believe I can actually say the words that I will see King Crimson live. But that's actually happening on July 27th in Atlanta at the Fox. And I bought my ticket last night. I've got a really great seat. Uh, I'm only like seven or eight rows back. I'm off to the side, but it's wild because there's a $100 difference in being from the side uh, versus in the middle. So. It would be great, but I, I'm not willing to shell out another hundred bucks. There's a cool thing because on on the actual Fox website, you can you can do this sort of like uh, 
zoomed in view of the actual auditorium and you can see your seat and you can kind of rotate the camera around and literally put yourself there and kind of see exactly how close you're going to be. I'm actually really, really close. So I'm pretty, man, I'm so excited. But uh, yeah, July 27th, that's going to happen. So they're on tour right now. Um, like I said, Atlanta, July 27th at the Fox. If you're local, that's the closest way we can get, but uh, you can check it online. There's so much more happening, but I don't have time to go into it, but we're going to continue the show because we've got a lot more show to go. Wave Records is one of my favorite labels right now. They're out of Brazil, and they mostly specialize in cold wave type stuff. We've got about five or six songs in the set. We'll knock this out, come back, take a little break. We'll do what we do. Dark Country's Goth Radio is on your radio on 90.5 WSC-FM Columbia Broadcasting HD1. I'm DJD, and this is uh, Sorry Heels kick off the set here. We'll be right back.
All right, so that's going to round out that set of uh, stuff of Wave Records, a uh, label out of Brazil that I've been into lately. Cold Wave label. This is Dark Injuries Goth Radio is on your radio. And I'm your host, DJD. We've got uh, a little more show left. Probably another uh, half an hour show left. I don't know. Maybe it's more than that. Who knows? So we kick that set off with um, Sorry Heels. That's Sorry, Sorry Comma Heels is the name of the band with uh, She Burns. It's from an album called She. Harlots and Beggars in there with a track called uh, Magician's Hand from an album called uh, Dead as Dead. What to Left after that with a track, track called Shadow Pierces Flesh from an EP called Children of the Sun and also What to Left. Scarlet Leaves in there with God Forsaken from an album called uh, Deep Sad Frustration. Mauve in there uh, with a track called Enjoying the Death from an album called Enjoying the Death. And that's exactly the kind of thing that this show is all about, which is, I've said this before, is like, what I'd love more than anything else is some weird EP from 1980-something, and like, it was the only album they ever put out, and then they disappeared, and it's just really, really great to the entire thing, and then you never heard anything from them again. And like, I love that. I love stumbling upon those little, like, just little gems, and that's what one of these is. Uh, Moth. I don't know anything about Moth, other than just they put out one album in 1994 called Enjoying the Death. One studio album, and uh, from what I read, they put out a live album in Brazil, and I can't find it anywhere. That's all anybody knows about them, so <laughs> I don't know what ever became of Moth, but that that track's really great, and the album's really great. Uh, and then we ended it with uh, Chronic Twilight, is what we just listened to a second ago. The, the track was called Manufactured Fear from an album called Hymns for Heliophobes. That is a, um, a project by one guy. His name is uh, Michael Lewis out of uh, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. So I guess there is somewhat of a scene there. So <laughs> One guy is holding it down to Murfreesboro. So, uh, yeah, good for him. Anyway, that's all on the Wave Records label, which is actually based out of Brazil. Probably playing more stuff than them uh, later on. So, uh, Dark Adventures Goth Radio is on your radio. We are here until uh, two-ish, possibly beyond, most likely beyond. And we'll get some more of your requests in there. I do have some requests coming up, at least one request coming up as part of the show. And if you have any others you want to squeeze in here before you uh, wrap it up, it's 803-576-9872. That's 803-576-WUSC. We'll be right back after this. On the road again. Nearly 700,000 Americans were arrested on marijuana charges last year. That's an enormous waste of law enforcement resources and terribly unfair to those arrested and their families. It's time we stopped arresting adults who smoke marijuana responsibly. For more information, visit Normal's website at www.normal.org or call toll-free 888-67-NORMAL and tell them Willie sent you. You are currently listening to WUSC, FM, and HD1 Columbia. We'll try not to disappoint you. Do you get tired of styling your hair every day? And do you want a good hairstyle every day? Hi, I'm Sarah Schuster. I want a site called inventnow.org. And after that, I decided to invent something too. Something called the Insta-Do. Just imagine, you just put it over your head like a helmet does, and you pick your hairstyle with the buttons on the side. And you can have instant hairstyle in seconds. People like it. People like Jeff Bart. I like it. And people like Kenneth. It's this helmet thing, and it fits over your head, and it's great. Thank you, Kenneth. You should go to inventnow.org, and it could help you come up with your own invention. After all, look at me on the radio now. 
anything's possible. Keep thinking. Get started on your own inventions or just play some games at inventnow.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, the National Inventors Hall of Fame Foundation, and the Ad Council. Self-defense is anything we do to make our lives safer on a daily basis. Self-defense is fighting with our fists, yelling, telling him to stop looking at us, running away, listening to our gut instinct, getting support, knowing that we are worth defending, talking about what happened. <laughs> and playing rock. The goal of self-defense is to provide all women, children, queers, people of color, and targeted communities with options and skills that are effective and practical, no matter what our experience, age, level of fitness, or shape of body may be. So you would try to tell parents something about raising children? I would try to tell the children how to help the parent. How? By realizing that the parent is the child. Because he doesn't understand the child, but the child understands the parent. I've got to talk with little kids, they just tell the truth. You know who I am.
All right, Minister requested on your Dark Injuries Goth Radio. Uh, that's rounding out the old Manson set there. We had uh, Uncle Charlie telling us about his thoughts on parenting. That's, uh, I guess, in honor of Father's Day yesterday. Let us into uh, Virgin Prunes with Come to Daddy and Pet with a track called Fatherland Ministry Dynacrest. That Pet track, actually, this is from an album um, that was produced by Tori Amos, actually, in 1996. First discovered them because they were on the uh, soundtrack to The Crow Part 2 the track and I was like oh, I kind of like them and um whole album is actually amazing and, and they didn't really do much after that but uh, uh they're, they're pretty good ministry in there with Diana Crash that's requested I've been uh, Fast and the Furious movies just because the new one is coming out on Friday and I had never seen a single one of them so last week I spent the binge watching all of them Regal has been because I'm part of the Regal Unlimited thing they've been showing parts seven eight and nine starting like two weeks ago they showed part seven, and I was like, oh, well, I, I want to see it, but uh, I hadn't seen any of them, so I spent like a week binging like the first six, and then went and saw part seven in the theater, and then uh, saw part eight last weekend. In between that, I think, is that one spinoff, Hobbs and Shaw, which I've got. I'm going to watch that this week, and then part nine, the new one comes out on Friday. These things are bonkers. These things are <laughs> ridiculous. Just, uh, they're so ridiculous. I've never laughed and yelled BS at a TV more than ever watching these things. It's like watching a G.I. Joe movie or something. It's like a cartoon. They were so stupid. I hated the first one, actually. I hated the first two. I, I was like, I-, I don't know. If the whole series is going to be like this, I don't know if I can hang in, because it's just so ridiculous. It's just badly written, and then it gets better. It- they just They just completely lean into how stupid it is. And just really amp it up with every single one of them. It just gets more and more overblown and over the top. And just forget everything you've ever thought about physics or gravity. They just none of that applies in these things. Anyway, sorry to me to go for that tangent, but uh, after talking about dying a crash, what do we got left in the show? We were talking about um, Hellraiser stuff. So I've got actually a coil with um, the their theme from a Hellraiser, or the theme that was not used that would have been in Hellraiser. This is controversial because I know it's really cool among certain crowds to like prefer the coil theme but I actually just prefer the Christopher Young theme I just that's just me maybe it's a nostalgia thing but King Crimson yeah that's right I got King Crimson coming up because we were doing some King Crimson talk speaking of that Olin was asking about what I thought about the new lineup which is the one that's going to be on tour right now I've got it pulled up right here I'm looking at it so the new lineup is made up of a mix of old and new members we got your Robert Fripp we got your Mel Collins you got your Tony Levin and your Pat Mastelotto those guys have been with it forever. Um, they've been in it since I, I first kind of got into the band, which was back in 96, speaking of 96. And then you got three new guys who I, I don't know a thing about. Gavin Harrison, Jacko Jackets or something, uh, Jeremy Stacy. I, I don't know a single thing about those three guys. Let's see, uh, Jeremy Stacy's on drums, and of course, uh, Pat Mostoletto's on drums. I know he, he's great. I got nothing against Pat. He's been with a band for a long time, but my dream lineup would be Bill Bruford. If he were to come back, you really can't top that. But I know for a while, I think, were they both? I can't remember if they were both in the band at the time. I know they go through these phases where they have like two drummers for a while, but I don't know. I don't think Bill and Pat, oh man, if Ipsy's listening, whenever he's listening, he's going to yell at the thing. He could tell me, but um, I can't remember if there was a time in which Bill and Pat were in the band at the same time. But anyway, Bill's definitely my favorite. Um, have him, Pat's fine. I don't know anything about this Jeremy Stacy guy. But um, I'm pretty I'm pretty excited about this. I mean, Greg Lake's not in it. That would be great. You got your bunch of the other classics. You know, you got your Fripp. You got your Mel Collins. You got your Tony Levin. 
pretty much don't have King Crimson without Robert Fripp and Tony Levin, so those are required. Um, and, you know, Pat's fine, and then you get the other three. I'm fine with it. Uh, I've been checking out the set list of, like, the last tour, and if it's anything like the last tour, it's going to be pretty good. The last one was, um, I think, in 2019. Uh, they were playing a few things from the 2003 album, which was the last one they put out. I played last week, I played Electric from that, and uh, I like that album. It's, it's reminiscent of, uh, I think, Lizards for me. It just kind of reminds me of Lizards. I, I mean, I'm jazzed. My dream show would be if they were to somehow work in Starless and also uh, you know in the Court of the Crimson King and of course 21st Century Schizoid Man that's kind of crowd favorites but um, yeah if they could just at least work in Starless that's really what I'm what's what I'm in it for because that's my, like, my favorite King Crimson song of all time it's one of my favorite songs of all time period I think it's like the best 12 minutes of music ever recorded. Speaking of uh, ministry they're going to be playing at Hellfest coming up in it's in France it's going to be next year uh, there's no chance at all in, in the world of me going to this thing. There's a pretty good lineup on Thursday the 24th, July 24th of next year. Nine Inch Nails, Ministry, Skinny Puppy, Killing Joke, Health, and Youth Code are all playing on the same stage. That's a freaking lineup. Pretty jazzed that's happening. No chance in the world I'll actually get to see it, but, you know, at least it's out there happening in the world somewhere. Talking about King Crimson, that's coming up in just a second. Get us into that little set. Here's the uh, unused Hellraiser theme from Coil. It's not that I don't like it. It's great. It's coil. You know, what's not to like? I'm just a Christopher Young guy. I don't know. I just can't imagine the movie without his score. But, you know, tell me what you think in the comments on the Facebook post. Or give me a call, 803-576-9872, or hit me up on the Twitter at DarkEntriesDJD.
Squeeze me to her breast, sewed me with carbon, strung my warp across time. Gave me each a horse, some rising graveyard, told me only I was her. Bid me face the east, closed me in questions, built the sky for my dawn.
right, kids, that's going to do it. Uh, King Crimson rounding out the show. That's about the best way you can end the show, really, with Circus. Um, I'm out of here, and uh, I will see you next week. Uh, as always, uh, today's show is going to be uh, recorded and uploaded to the podcast, which is darkentriesgothradio.podbean.com. You can check out several years' worth of episodes there. I should have that uploaded uh, tonight or tomorrow at the latest. Catch me on Twitter at DarkEntriesDJD and at my very neglected Instagram also at DJD. Stay tuned because Kate is on the scene like a K-pop machine, and she's going to be up with uh, Origami in just a second. Uh, after we take a little break here. So I will see you next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Monday, 12 to 2. And as always, keep it spooky.